guys and welcome back. It's your girl Mona and I am back at it again with more mushy topics. <laughs> back at it again with another video. <laughs> back at it again with another episode. Back at it again with another episode. The vibe was the vibe when the vibe was happening. I just had to put that out there, guys. I'm sorry. It just came to mind. Anywho, back to the matter at hand. As you guys know, I love talking about well-being. And I always like to back those up with everything psychology-related. How we can all grow together. Because life is about growth. And this little journey, we need to find something that we can all be happy about and grow as human beings. So this week, I would like to talk about love. I mean, what is more important than love in life? If there wasn't any love, there wouldn't be any hate. So most people think about romantic love when they think about love. But unless obviously also family love which is two different entities but they're also equally important but those are not just the only types of love obviously there's loads of different ones and that is what we are going to talk about today different types of love and different types of people that we experience these with so get comfortable get yourself a hot drink and let's just dive right in what is love? We all define love differently depending on our experiences. It is something very personal and therefore quite difficult to explain at times. Though in neuroscience we found that physical reaction to love and psychologists have also let us know what we mean emotionally when we say love. Or worry not though folks, thanks to Robert Steinberg, an American psychologist, there is some sort of structure to this complex dilemma. Steinberg has come up with this triangular theory of love which consists of three components that we need in every human relationship. These include passion, commitment and intimacy. Now these three components form the simplest forms of love that we have. Passion alone brings infatuation which could be a sexual or romantic attraction to someone. Then we have intimacy by itself, it equals just liking someone, which is a more of a deeper sense of attachment. And commitment alone is an empty love where you just maintain the relationship and allow it to grow over time. Now, the triangular part of the theory is that you can combine any of these components to form a more complex type of love. The most important thing that we have to remember is that the triangle does not have equal sides. The three components rarely represent equal measures, so what matters is that each relationship has some level of each component. Now, the triangular theory of love says that love can take a number of forms. I will explain each combination of components that forms a different type of love. However, bear in mind, it doesn't mean that these are steps of love that everyone goes through. You can experience any at any given time in no particular order with different people. The ultimate type of love, of course, which is for the lucky amongst us, will be explained last 
as it is a combination of all three components and therefore also the strongest foundation for a long-lasting love. Let's start with the first component, which is passion, aka infatuation. Many of us are very familiar with this one. Infatuated love feels intense and overpowering. It's responsible for the wildly being hot, the butterflies in your stomach, and love at first sight feeling. Although I don't believe in that. But alas, without truly knowing someone and that intimacy and the stability of commitment, passion alone is very short-lived. You may feel like you could do anything for that person, but such is the power of lust or having a crush on someone. On to the next, we have intimacy, aka liking someone. Unlike passion, intimacy can be very platonic. It gives a sense of familiarity and friendship for people that you really get on with uh, very well and you can be your true self around them. This is a great component to have in romantic relationships as well. However, without passion or commitment, it's more likely to be just friendship. Thirdly, commitment is more likely the type of love that we share with family as it doesn't include any kind of intimacy or sexual attraction. This component preserves long-lasting relationships and is usually with people that you see in your future. On its own, this is called an empty type of love and it's not fueled by any passion or intimacy. So now that we know what each component of love means on its own, let's see which type of love forms from combining each of these different components. Fatuous love is a combination of passion and commitment together. When you combine the fire of infatuation with commitment, you get a hasty love where you don't intimately know the person very well, the lack of intimacy means that there isn't much substance and when this passion softens over time, this type of relationship will be a little bit tricky to sustain. Romantic love is the combination of passion with intimacy this type of love is more focused on the now rather than the future. You have that intimate sharing of the minds and a physical attraction too but without consciously or actively seeking a long-term relationship this type will also be short-lived. This is usually the early phase of romance while you're still getting to know each other and you're loving what you discover before your lives and your loyalties fully merge together. Now, companionate love is the combination of intimacy and commitment. This would be the other extreme end of romantic love. These two components are a quite powerful combination and often stronger than just friendship. However, without the fire of passion, this will turn out to be just a comfortable, stable arrangement in your relationship. And this often usually happens in a relationship or a marriage after years of familiarity. Obviously, it's important to rekindle the fire and bring back the passion into the mix when you do get to that stage. 
So these are the six types of love many of us experience in our messy lives. This ranges easily from platonic relationships to full-blown love affairs and as time goes by we may go through these stages in our own relationships as well and there's nothing wrong with that to be honest although you can be perfectly content in one of these types of love the ideal type of love is actually a combination of all three of the components together which brings us lastly to the seventh type of love which is called the consummate love like i said before not all of the components are present in equal measures. You have the excitement of passion, you have the comfort of intimacy and the steadfastness of a stable commitment. So how do you know whether you've reached this stage? If it's been years and you don't see yourself happy with anyone else, you're still enjoying all the physical affection and you're both putting in the time and the commitment and communicate with each other, then you found yourself a special type of bliss. And who wouldn't want that? However, with all things in life, we still need to be realistic. Though this is an ideal form of love and some people might be lucky enough to find these, bear in mind that this doesn't mean it will last. All relationships often move from one stage to another over time. So it's important to know that it's something that we need to continue working on as is of course also worth having. I hope you guys enjoyed diving into the world of love with me. I've learned so much once again. Love is something beautiful to be cherished no matter what stage you're in. My only advice is let's not lose our common sense (laughs) while we're on this trippy ride that we call love. Now that you know about the seven types of love, if you haven't already, please do check out my other episode on the five love languages. As always, thank you so much for listening and until next time, peace.